Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue just thinking about you. Blah, 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 All right, that's for you, Elvis, wherever you are in the world <laughs> right sorry. now. I'm sorry. Probably on the beach, lounging, relaxing. How old would Elvis be now? I don't know. He's infinite age. <laughs> he's He will live forever. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's laying right next to the fountain of youth. Him and Tupac are hanging out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> What's up, everyone? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Okay, we're here. It's the final partner episode Originally, we were going to do one, then we are going to do two, and it just was like, ah, whatever. We're going to do five. They're all an hour each, so yeah. <laughs> it's good. We have eight more partner commanders, these time, this time the blue ones, to talk about. Uh, if you want to get your hands on any of the cards we're about to talk about, which are either these partners or the other partners they could go with, or the cards that could go in these decks, uh. or just cards from Commander Legends in general, go to cardkingdom.com slash zone. They are the place to go if you want to buy magic products, singles, anything at all. You're going to buy magic cards anyway. If you're watching the show, you're a magic player. And if you just use our affiliate link, cardkingdom.com slash command zone, when you buy the magic cards that you're going to buy anyway, you are simultaneously supporting Game Nights, Extra Turns, our podcast, all of our content. Yeah. And there are lots of cards that we're going to talk about. Oh, so many cards. Okay. Of course, if you need to protect those cards, especially if you're buying a collector's booster of Commander's Legends, which I think I'm going to do. I, I, I sort of stayed away for the past uh, couple because I didn't know, but this one seems like it's awesome. I'm definitely buying one for this set. You're going to get some sweet potential foil etched things. You want to keep those cards safe and protected. And you're also going to want to sleeve up your brand new deck in sleeves that really represent what you're doing. So Ultra Pro, Ultra Pro, Ultra Pro is who we trust on Game Nights, Extra Turns, all of our content, as well as our playmats that we always have in front of us here on set. It's all of my 
mouse pads at home. <laughs> they do make great, great mouse pads. They make amazing mouse pads, and yeah. you get to look at some of your favorite magic art when you're working. So uh, Ultra Pro, again, they are great sponsors of the show. They help us give away tons of amazing product as well. We've shipped over, I don't know, hundreds of packages at this point, all of you. Do you follow uh, us on social media? You really should because we have been giving away um, Ultra Pro Commander Legends themed stuff. Yeah, we got so, tons. Yeah. So make sure you follow us there. At and Command Cast. At Command Cast, yeah. Uh, and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you get all kinds of perks. You get to watch game nights, extra turns earlier than the general public. You get to talk with Jimmy and I each and every day on our Discord, all kinds of cool stuff. Also, you just get the knowledge that you are helping to support the content that you enjoy. And we appreciate that. Yeah, we super appreciate it. And also, we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to Marcel Prinsloo. Marcel, you rock. Okay, let's jump right into it. Eight commanders that are blue partners in Commander Legends. There are six uncommons, one rare, and one mythic. Just like every color. Although it doesn't seem to necessarily affect the power level. Sometimes the rare is less powerful than the uncommon. Some uncommons are more powerful than the mythic even in the color cycles. Eh, maybe. Not this time. Not this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not this time. So let's dive right into it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Before we begin... If the Thrasios disclaimer? Yeah, if it's relevant, we're going to talk about like what are new partners or old partners that work with this from Commander Legends or C16. In general, everything can partner with Thrasios and make it work. And it'll be awesome, actually. Yeah. And yeah. my, again, daily plea to please reprint Thrasios. In fact, all of the partner commanders from C16, now that we have Commander Legends. They do have a version of them getting reprinted in Commander Legends, those full art ones. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know how available those are actually going to be. I, I don't think they're going to yeah. push prices <laughs> down at all. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive right into it. First up with Brineland the Moon Kraken. Release the 8-drop. It's 6 blue-blue for a 6-8 legendary Kraken. When Brineland enters the battlefield, or whenever you cast a spell with converted mana cost 6 or greater, you may return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. You bounce something. 8 mana. When you play a big thing. Ooh. The I 6 wish CMC is... or more tribal is a thing in this set. Yes, it is. And I wish this didn't cost 8 mana, but there is tons of... Uh, sort of infinite potential here right if you play omniscience you just go infinite because you can play brian land a six drop and then bounce brian land or bounce the six drop and you sort of you bounce your own stuff or you can just sort of recast stuff over and over again to get infinite casts yeah infinite etb as long as it's big yeah yeah um if you have palancron and great whale oh, it can bounce itself yeah oh uh, i didn't realize that it doesn't say another target. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can bounce this up or you can have sort of two things going back and forth. Um, if you have Great Whale and Palancron, these are just cards that untap lands for you. And guess what? Bounce They're going to bounce themselves, replay. bounce other things. And then you can go into a Thrasios win or you can play Storm or you can have Dead Eye Navigator for even more bouncy bounce infinite mana shenanigans. Lots of fun times. <laughs> uh, I think the interesting part about brian Lynn, because he's an eight mana commander you're not going to play this unless you're playing sort of that cost reduction tribal or the six cmc spell or greater tribal because when you play a spell and it is cost reduced by like five or whatever yeah. it is it doesn't change the cmc so with animar brian Lynn could be a two mana card that is still a six cmc card and or sorry, an eight cmc card and there are a lot of big things in animar that you want to cast with brian Lynn out that could now give you additional you know you could sort of like have a big monsters deck with animar the Marins just cast a bunch of stuff there mm -hmm. and bounce things. I think the, uh, we talked about it with Emoti and I think Halana. The same philosophy of like high CMC spells that you don't actually pay that much for. So they have Delve, they have Undaunted. Yeah. Those type of things can go in this deck where it's like it's technically a six CMC or more spell, but you only pay three, four mana for it. 
Yep. Other cost reducers are Thrix, The Sudden Storm, which spells with CMC 5 or greater cost one less the gas and can't be countered. That's pretty neat there, too. Joda, Archmage Eternal, Goreclaw, Terror of Calcisma. These are all cards that reduce the mana cost but keep them the same. You know what? If I'm going to play this, though, because it's just such a big mana cost, I'm playing Brian Lynn. Oops, all sea monsters, the deck. Uh, or Bounce Tribal, because cards like Whelming Wave, Scourge of Fleets, Coastal Breach, uh, Crush of Tentacles thing in the ice these right. are all very aquatic themed things that also become monsters or bounce stuff sometimes they're like uh the ones that don't bounce krakens and leviathans and octopuses and serpents sometimes you just bounce everything this is also the deck that makes the game go about six hours long <laughs> but maybe you like add some pirates in there too you go nuts with it that's honestly like i kind of got bored looking up Brian <laughs> after a little bit i was like let's just play a kraken deck yeah, it's just written on the card, right? Big yeah. CMC stuff, Kraken deck. I think the pre-con Simic Commander is probably better for the Sea Monsters deck anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, the next one is Elegith, Crossroads Augur. <laughs> Four blue blue for a 5-6 Flying Sphinx Legendary. If you would scry a number of cards, draw that many cards instead. Whoa! Okay, well, that seems pretty good. I just wrote Thrasios. Oh my dot, gosh, because you scry first with Thrasios. Yeah, so you'll scry one with Thrasios, but you'll draw it, and then you'll look at the top card <laughs> library, which you may draw or put onto the battlefield. Wow, so, yeah, that just... seems pretty good. Actually, this card... Turns out, is Thrasios, just... broken. <laughs> yeah, so Elegeth, I think, is just a very good card. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I think you'd play him in like an, a real The Everwise Spells Matters deck, but honestly, I would kind of build a deck around him in yeah. another color because there are tons of cards out there that scry. And if you get this additional benefit, you could just be drawing many cards every single turn. And the good thing is the scry is still good leading up to when Elegith is out. Yeah, totally. it, it helps make sure you hit your land drops, find your ramp, those kind of things. So you can get Elegith out a little early. So scry is actually powerful on its own and just gets you know turned up to 11 uh once you've got <laughs> elegath out yeah so thassa god of the sea allows you to scry every upkeep that's kind of like frexian altar now with elegath out um sphinx of foresight you also at the beginning of your upkeep scry one and it's a sphinx so you can kind of go sphinx tribal oh scryfish sigiled starfish yay internet rejoice this is a one in the blue creature that taps to scry one but now taps it just taps card. draw card oh yeah <laughs> and it's good like you played early Normally, that's not quite good enough in Commander, but the fact that it gets you value from scrying until Elgith comes out and then just gets better. Oh, that's so good. You can good. also block. So good. You know? Yep. Uh, Preordain and Serum Visions both turn into in Treasure Cruise. Oh, yeah. Oh, so my Preordain gosh. is a sorcery for a blue. You can scry two, then draw a card. So you'll so you draw, two, draw two, then, then draw, draw a card. card. So you oh draw three Lord. for blue, and then Serum Visions is draw a card, scry two, the other version. They become the same card, basically. Yeah, yeah. At that point. And, yep. you, and so, One like, draw three. you just play, yeah. Try they to become prove. Ancestral Recall. You don't even have to delve, so. Right. Well, Ancestral Recall is an instant, so that uh, okay, like, right, right. it didn't need to be more powerful than it did, obviously. Uh, I really like this one. Condescend. X in the blue for an instant. Counter target spell, unless his controller pays X, scry two. So you don't have to counter something with this to draw two cards oh. off it. <laughs> you can just, in response to you playing a spell, be like, I'm going to condescend it for zero. <laughs> so I'll pay a blue to draw two. Yeah, so That's you pay awesome. a blue to draw two. Or you may just get them. You may as well just also counter the spell, though. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. that hard. I thought this card was really fun. Cryptic Analid. It's three and a blue for a one four. When it enters the battlefield, you scry one, then scry two, then scry three. Oh, my Lord. So you just so draw, draw one, draw six. two, draw three. <laughs> yes, to draw six for four mana. That seems good. Um, let's see here. Ugin's Insight, Scry X, where X is the highest converted mana cost amongst permanents you control. So if it's just Elegeth, you scry six, and then you draw three cards. So that's six a mana five mana. Or, yeah, five mana draw nine. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> 
you have to have Elegath out. That's the thing that keeps this a little bit in check. Yeah. But it's pretty nuts once you have Elegath out. Yeah. Yeah, because you're playing blue draw three. Yeah. Um, Mystic Speculation, it's a sorcery with buyback for two. You just scry three. So now you could pay th- three mana to scry three, draw three cards, buy it back. And that's pretty fun. Uh, reason to believe if you're playing blue, that's again just a Play blue man on top. Oh, sorry, playing green. It's on top. It's a blue uh, sorcery that says scry three, so draw three. Eyes of the Watcher. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay one if you do scry two. So th- you could we could go you get on. Get it? Yeah. All, all the cards that have scry in it. Crystal Ball is another good one. Yeah. Um, scry lands. You know. Scry lands. Oh, that's hilarious. You're probably only going to be in two colors, but you might be in three. In which mm-hmm. case you can you can. Uh, play, play more, more of them. them yeah yeah but i think this is like this deck just says like screams like you can get a ton of value you could go like full-on mono blue sphinx tribal or like play partner with cyani and make it mono blue just like flying creatures matter because cyani is we'll talk about it later but whenever uh cyani attacks scry x where x is the number of attacking creatures with flying so you could just sort of make a huge value-based deck and draw a ton of cards out of it and kind of take whatever direction you want from there honestly yeah I mean, it feels like you want to add green because what you're going to need if you have so many cards is just to be able to cast them. So yeah, that's totally. what I, you know. That's going to be the easy mode way to build this. But well, the nice thing is that I think this could be super budget. Um, yeah, just because the scry stuff is not expensive. Yeah, they printed print it so many times. Opt as well as another really cheap uh, card that you can scry a lot with. And those cards are really good early too to just again smooth out your draw until you get Elegath out, and then yeah. you're gonna yeah. Very elegant that Elegath deck. All right. Okay, that's the best one so far. Yep, it is. There's uh, only the second one. <laughs> This one's not so great, but I'm excited because it's more Strixhaven hints, I think. It's uh, oh. S.E.R., Wardwing Familiar. It kind of looks like a Harry Potter type. Definitely world, looks right? like yeah. one of the owls. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hedwig. Hedwig. Uh, one in the blue for a 1-3 legendary bird with flying spells your opponents cast that target one or more commanders you control cost three more to cast. So I can no longer path this for one mana. I need to path pay four mana to path to exile difference. something. It is a really big difference and one that typically doesn't matter later on in the game. So I have a question about this at the end of our discussion. You know, this is the familiar cycle like Kedis and Anara. Anara provides indestructible. Falthus gives medicine death touch. This gives sort of like a taxation on casting things towards it. Um, I was actually wondering why can't we have this taxation also be on abilities? So, like, spells and abilities your opponents control cost three more. Cost three more. Yeah. So, you can't even tap it down or something without paying more. Because otherwise, it seems a little bit sort of on the lower side of the power level. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be, if especially like CEDH or strategies that are built around only one partner but are very strong, would yeah. just add this as a as a protection piece. Because they're like, well, my deck already knows what it wants to do and it's, it's based around this one partner. And, you know, if... This is just a thing I'll always have access to that makes it a lot harder for them to kill my thing and stop my combo or whatever. Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to ask at the end of the discussion, but I guess we can talk about it now. Because mana is so tight in CEDH games, if our CEDH listeners could let us know, do you think that SCR is a worth enough card to put in certain decks or even to, like say, put into an Edric deck? Right. Because you don't have that three extra mana to kill something. Yeah, my, my guess is it's going to be no in non-partner decks and there might be a couple of partners mm-hmm. where you would because otherwise you may as well just play a counter spell or something right like it's right. going to be a lot more broad and it's going to stop the thing for sure yeah but the fact that it's a partner maybe like a thrasios or, or, or that style deck that doesn't actually need whatever Tidna or whatever yeah that's like pretty powerful on its own and only wanted blue anyway or already has blue and doesn't need any other colors yeah maybe you would consider you know pairing that i don't know 
Uh, I thought you could make a Bogles type deck if you played SCR and Rogue Rock because mm. now you have a zero drop that you can put auras on, like Curious Obsession, which lets you draw cards whenever a creature deals combat damage, uh, Rancor, Sage's Reverie. Like these are all like auras and stuff that you could either put with Rogue Rock or another sort of like cheap attacky creature just because it sort of protects your commander when it's out there you can feel a little safer voltroning it up because it's gonna be harder to kill yeah and like maybe you if you're in an infect deck right maybe you do only need those first initial turns because craig's infect decks can take someone out by turn two or three and that's great and it has flying it does have flying right so it protects itself so it could be the thing you're putting the stuff on yeah yeah actually totally you're right yeah um and then in that case you could also mutate onto it because it is a bird oh wow so you can cast like a sea dasher octopus or necro panther um again it depends on what you partner it up with aluna seems really good too you just sort of like make right like you want your thing that you mutate onto just to have different types of evasiveness and so while the taxation of three or more isn't the best over time like or even in the early stages it gets really hard for people to kill it i mean yeah nobody's gonna be able to kill it till like turn three or so right just Mm -hmm. yeah so i like the mutate thing actually quite a bit because mutate has a heavy heavy downside uh of them killing the thing but if it's just harder to do that maybe it's okay yeah and then you could play equipment in those in your decks or you doing like the bear umbra type decks as well um, I did think that this kind of might work in Edric just because it's a cheap attacker and you can get stuff out in time. Yeah, Ed- and Edric just plays one mana, one one flyers. So this is just a little bit more expensive, but it protects Edric a little bit. So I could see Edric specifically. Yeah, if you play this in like a Rona Disciple of Gix deck, uh, Rona's really powerful once Rona starts going and it is a legendary card. So you kind of have your blue legendary matters card. Uh, Kethis is sort of the only other real big legendary matters commander until Sakashima, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I think SCR is just okay. But, you know, again, it's going to be, a, a, I think, like, why I like all these partners is that you can add them to any partner and add a little bit of utility here or there or help bolster up a strategy. Maybe helps Voltron a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. The next one is Ghost of Ramirez Di Pietro. He's back as a ghost. His art is much more updated than the original. Yeah. We should show the original just so people can see where Ramirez this has come from. This art is like way different than This the is original. like super serious. Yeah. Like He died ghost. in like cartoon world and then was became a ghost in like the real world. This is kind of like when Avatar The Last Airbender got a live action remake. <laughs> it, wow. That's just throwing a lot of shade. That is the throwing a lot of shade. I'm so sorry <laughs> to the artist. It's actually pretty cool art. The art looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two in a blue for two, three legendary spirit pirate. The ghost of Ramirez Di Pietro can't be blocked by creatures with toughness three or greater. Okay. Whenever uh, the ghost deals combat damage to a player, choose up to one target card in a in a graveyard that was discarded or put there from a library this turn. Put that card into its owner's hand. Okay. So you want to be disc making your opponents discard and or mill, or discarding and milling yourself. Right, because it could be uh, your own. It's just a player, but yeah. If nobody's discarded or milled a card, the trigger does nothing, right? Mm-hmm. This is an interesting way, I think, to be the first ever deal-making political mill deck, if that makes sense. Because milling someone out makes them a lot less salty if you're like, hey, I'm going to mill everyone out, but let Ramirez hit you, or Ramirez is going to hit you no matter what, because he's hard to block. And I'll give you a card that you milled back to your hand of your choice or something. Or I'll, I'll give you a card back. So it's like Ramirez can almost draw someone a card if you let them hit you. And let's say you play a Maddening Cacophony, which is a sorcery. Each opponent mills eight cards. And if you kick it for three in the blue extra, they mill half their library rounded up. Hmm. That's a quick way to make everyone go, eh, nope, kill that person. <laughs> but if you're like, hey, you, that 
I'm going to hit I'll you. I'll give you one of those cards back. Yeah, one of those cards back. So in essence, right, Mill, to a more experienced player, it is not like those cards were not ever going to be drawn anyway, if that makes sense. Like, right, you shouldn't feel bad. It has bad. just as much chance to draw you your awesomest card as it does to Mill your awesomest card. It doesn't exactly. change much. Yeah. Yeah. So now Ghost of Ramirez to Pietro is kind of like, hey, maybe I can give you that card back. So you're actually drawing a card out of the whole exchange if you don't, you know, think about Mill as this like disastrous, awful thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then if you're playing Phoenix as well, God of Deception, I think Ramirez works in that deck as well. Or you pair Ramirez up with Black, and then, you know, there's a lot of uh, good Black commanders and partner commanders that could be good for the mill deck. Maybe Tormod, because if, if you're targeting yourself, that's a card leaving your uh, graveyard, oh, yeah. so you'll make a zombie when you do this. I mean, yeah, I, th I think I didn't really... When I read it the first time, I read it wrong in my head. So, yeah, you really do want to target yourself most of the time so you're getting a card back. You don't yeah. most of the time want to give your opponent's cards. Although, it can be helpful with like, hey, we need a board wipe here. Let me hit you. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. grab that. Or, hey, we need a removal spell. Yeah, I just think in general, if you're playing a mill deck, this card is going to have maybe some upside that you didn't expect because of that. They can get their cards back as well. And maybe it's like, hey, like I'm going to mill everyone out and I need to search for an answer for that Ulamog. Yeah, so hey, I'm, I'm going to give you a path back. Can you, do, you know, like, yeah, so I'm going to windfall and then I'll give you that back and you use it. Deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's totally. almost like you drew it too if you're like controlling what the target of the thing is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're going to play a discard deck, then I think Ghost of Remarriage to Pietro works well in Real the Everwise yep. because you're going to be throwing things in your graveyard as well as Gavi Nest Warden, like a cycling deck seems really good as well because you're oh, cycling yeah, yeah, yeah. it, right? You're putting it from you're your You're discarding, hand. yeah. So you just yeah. get it right back. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, and then you get to play like the Astral Drift and Astral Slides of the World. Um, if you're in uh, Gavi, Jeskai or Gavi, yeah. So you could partner with like Bruce Tarl or something, and now it's all about pretty good with Bruce Tarl because we'll be basically impossible to block. Oh, it's even better with Sidar Condo. Is actually impossible. Is actually block. impossible to block. Yeah, because Sidar Condo says creatures opponents control without flying or reach can't block creatures with power two or less. And let's say they have toughness three or greater, then they're definitely not blocking Ghost of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Also, I didn't realize this, but because he's dead, he's no longer a human. So you can mutate onto him. Oh. Yay. So Vadrock players were really excited about this because Vadrock is a Jeskai commander. So again, you could play the cycling deck with this as well. It's flying first strike. When you mutate it, uh, you may cast target non-creature card with converted man cost three or less from a graveyard without paying its mana cost. So there's a good chance that you've milled it into your graveyard and so ghost with Vadrak on top or Vadrak with ghost on... No, sorry. Ghost with Vadrak on top you definitely want that way. We'll recast a card that may be in your mill cycling deck you put in there. All the Vadrock players were happy. All three of them. All three of them. I, there was a Discord I heard. and There's so, a Vadrock Discord? Yeah, so if you're listening and you're on the Vadrock Discord, I don't know. There's a whole Discord for Vadrock? Shout out. And let us know how big it is, because please, I want to be surprised. <laughs> I didn't think anyone was still playing Mutate. Yeah. I saw a lot at first and then nothing. Yeah, after they got blown out a couple times. Also, they're like, just confusing. Oh. It's not just the blowout. It's also the, okay, let's yeah. pause for 10 minutes to figure <laughs> out what the hell happens here. You need like a, a separate Word doc or like yeah. you actually just take your iPhone and just type it all out and put it on the card. And be like, <laughs> here are all the abilities it has right now. Uh, and then finally, like cards like Key to the City, which you can tap to discard the card and make a creature unblockable. Um, which is good because you yep, can get the card back. back. Yeah, and then Looter Ill Core. All which looters is are good. All right? the looters are good, yeah. yeah. Any draw of these cards. Uh, when it comes to the new partners, like Josh said, Tormod, the Desecrator, seems really good here. Glacian, Powerstone, Engineer, who we will be talking about next, so we won't go into Things that in the graveyard. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. All right, that is the first four partner commanders in blue, so you, so you know what that means. <laughs> and that means we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. 
Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, we're back. We're talking about the partners in blue. We've got four to go. Next up is Glacian, Power Stone Engineer. This is a huge throwback to the Yogmoth days when he was a human. So this is like a really big... Uh, and Rebek also that we talked about yep. in the White Commanders is his wife. All right. Five and a blue, so six mana, for a 3-6 legendary human artificer. Has an activated ability. You can tap Glacian and tap X untapped artifacts you control. You look at the top X cards of your library... Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So if you have three artifacts, you tap Glacian and then three artifacts, you look at the top three cards, put one into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Okay. All right. So that's fun. That's why it's good with Ghost of Ramirez de Pietro. Um, if you go the artifact th- side, six mana those. Yeah. Ah! With a tap ability. So it's like six mana. Wait till Wait the next turn. turn. Yeah. yeah. And blue does not necessarily give haste anytime soon. So... I think costing six actually really hurts this card a lot um, in terms of how you're going to use it and what it's going to be good for. Um, it's really similar to this card called Merchant's Dockhand, which I thought was really cool, but it costs more to use the Merchant's Dockhand, but you also don't get to put the cards in your graveyard. But this does seem like an interesting ability because there are a lot of cards out there that, like Rocks, for instance, with Tago, yep. that you can tap for this ability to look at that. But you only get one of those cards into your hand too, which I was kind of bummed about. Yeah, it doesn't seem super, super powerful because it's hard to reuse, right? Even if you untap Glacian, well, all the artifacts were tapped to do the things. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't help you as much. I mean, if you had a way to untap Glacian, I suppose you would probably just tap one artifact. And draw one each time. And draw one and then untap it, tap one more artifact. So, yeah, which is still good, I guess. Just tap, draw one is fine. So, maybe that is a way to go with, like, Fate Stitchers and... Viziers of Tumbling. I, I just always want to use Fate Stitcher with stuff. So, of course, that's the first place my brain goes. I feel like you want to pair this with red so they can play cards like Felden of the Third Path. Mm. Uh, so you, you can, can take advantage of that graveyard. Yeah, you get more artifacts in the graveyard. You're playing a ton of artifacts anyway. And you're just shooting them out. Muzio, I think, is kind of similar to that as well. Tago, obviously, like we just talked about. Um, if you make this with Rebek, which is the flavorful pairing, uh, Rebek's actually on the playmat in front of me right now. Uh, it's three in the white for a three, four. Artifacts you control have protection from each converted mana cost among artifacts you control. So this is sort of like the Glacian Rebek powerhouse. You're putting a ton of artifacts out. They all have protection. You can tap them. Um, it, it's not amazing, though. It's They're both uncommons, and it feels like they're uncommon commanders for a reason. Yeah. they're Neither of them is artifacts either, so they don't get the protection. So if your opponent wants to break that up, like yeah. not that hard. Unless you're playing all the stuff we talked about with Rebek, changing things into artifacts, even then, yeah. 
But you could make a really mean stacks deck with Rebic or with Glacian because you have cards like Static Orb and Winter Orb that say as long as this card is untapped, players can't do X or whatever it is. Um, and you can play cards like Smokestack and stuff as well. So you could maybe make like a really mean white-blue stacks deck and Glacian is a way to draw cards when you're locking people down as well as make sure that the artifacts like Winter Orb is tapped or untapped based on what you need. Yeah, so if you tap in Winter Orb on the end step before your turn, it will be untapped when it goes to your turn, in which case all of your lands will untap. But mm -hmm. everybody else, it'll be untapped for their turn, so they will only get to untap one land. Yeah, th those kind of combos are pretty powerful. I think you probably just play Winter Orb, depending on your play group, obviously, and, and mm -hmm. you know, have the Rule Zero conversation. But if you're at a certain power level, like our play group, I would expect somebody to play just Winter Orb in Glacian, not as a stack deck, but just like, this is a good card in this deck. Yeah. Uh, and it's be hard to argue with it. And in a clutch moment, it's like, yeah, I was able to lock everyone else down and give everyone that one extra turn of myself, that extra little bit of space to get out of this lock or whatever it is. Or you're the one making the lock. Yeah, I think that kind of stuff is fine rather than like, oh, I'm going to play Stasis, Static Orb, and all the rest of them too. Okay, well, now you're just a sack deck and that's a different conversation, which, you know, I'm mostly fine with, obviously, but... Yeah, Glacian, I, li I like what no, you I said. I disagree. I don't like stacks decks, even though I'm I mean, I, I'm fine if I know that I'm going into it, right? Like, right. It's right. like, okay, we're going to play powerful decks this game. Fine. If one of them is a stack deck, that's fine. Uh, maybe that's because I have a stack deck for those, for those instances when I play against Kyle. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just the Kyle deck. Like, why do we need to stop Kyle today? Glacian? All right, fine. Six mana. I, I agree with you, though. It's just a lot. Yep. All right. Oh, no. It's your turn. Oh, right. Oh, no, no. wait. It's my turn because you got to read the next one. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. The next one is Malcolm Keen-Eyed Navigator. Two and a blue for a 2-2 flyer. It's a legendary siren pirate. Whenever one or more pirates you control deal damage to your opponents, not combat damage, just damage, you create a treasure token for each opponent dealt damage. Wow. Pretty sweet. So this is actually really sweet. Uh, two lines of text on here make Malcolm really interesting. One is any kind of damage to your opponents, and then you create a treasure token for each opponent dealt damage. So that means a, this is an infinite machine. So Glinthorn Buccaneer is the card that everyone yep. talked about originally. So this is one red red for a 2-4 Minotaur pirate creature with haste. Whenever you discard a card, Glinthorn deals one damage to each opponent. So you so get three treasure? For each time you deal, yeah, each time you discard a card. So you can pay one or red to discard a card to draw a card, and then you activate this if Glinthorn is attacking. And so, you, you're up one mana from that. Yes, with three opponents. So let's say you don't even have anything else to discard cards. You have Malcolm out, you Just play Glinthorn. Yeah, you swing with Glinthorn, pay one or red, discard a card, you draw a card, and then boom, you get three treasures because you dealt damage to three creatures because Glinthorn deals one damage to each opponent whenever you discard a card. Sack two of them. Sack two of them. Now you have infinite mana, ooh, near infinite, infinite mana. Because it, until one player dies, now yeah. you're just gaining the same amount. But then when the second player dies, you're only gaining one. But by then, you've probably banked enough treasure enough, to yeah. finish them off. Yeah. And you, you know, right? If everyone's at 40, you only do this 40 times. Your deck is going to have more than 40 cards typically in it. So Glinthorn Buccaneer plus Malcolm just goes nuts. Lightning Rig Crew, similar to Goblin Pirate 2 in a red that you tap to deal one damage to each opponent. And then whenever you cast a Pirate Spell, you untap Lightning Rig Crew. So this just gives you three treasures. Uh, and then if you play, uh, oh, I don't know, Josh, have we ever been able to break Freed from the Real or Pemanzora? before oh boy because <laughs> you just use the treasures to untap lightning rig crew and then that's another Got instant that. kill for everyone yep horseshoe we'll crab about that yeah <laughs> horseshoe crab is again blue untap horseshoe crab and then you can add a card like hermetic study which taps it this creature deals one damage to any target and then you need like an arcane adaptation type card to make it into a pirate that's a bit more of a stretch 
Um, I think Glenhorn Buccaneer and Lightning Rig Crew are sort of like your go-tos about how this deck really takes it up. Yeah, and it's a flyer, so just base level, it's going to attack, get be able to get treasures for most of the game. Seems mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. You can always try and turn it into a Tim of some kind, too, so give it the Verdian Longbow and that yep. type of stuff. So just a lot of ways to go, and the fact that you're getting that extra mana from it is so, so powerful. Yeah, Especially and then, in blue, right? Blue yeah. can draw the cards already, so just anything that's creating mana is so good. And then you can also just play Breaches as well as the partner, which seems like the obvious pairing here. It's the pirate that whenever one or more pirates you control deal damage to your opponents. So very similar. You exile the top card of each of those opponents' libraries, and you can play those cards this turn and may spend, spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast those spells. So, so giving you mana, drawing your cards, that's the perfect pair right there. Yep, and you're able to cast stuff out. You can it's, draft those two cards together. Yeah, I think this is actually a really sweet draft deck. For sure. Yeah, especially because you get to play multiplayer with Commander Legends draft. Excuse me? Uh, when it came to old partners, though, uh, people were like, Vile Smasher would be really good because you can get tutors. And then, if you, you know, could turn Vile Smasher into a pirate. A pirate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arcane Adaptation. Thank you very, very much. Uh, but right. that's it. It's exciting, but it's also not that powerful because it's pirate. It's sort of limited to that. Yeah. This next card, though, I think is really powerful. One of the um, best in the set. This may be the single best just I like... I mean, Kodama's up there. Partner. Uh, Rogue yeah. Rock is up there. Draw, yeah, but it, I, I, it's, it's top five. Yeah. Sakashima of a Thousand Faces. Sorry. Three and the blue for a 3-1 legendary creature, Human Rogue. You may have Sakashima enter the battlefield as a copy of another creature you control, except it has Sakashima's other abilities. And their other abilities are the legend roll doesn't apply to permanents you control. So that is Mirror Gallery. So in Commander... If you didn't know, you can't play two of the same legendary card because it's commander. <laughs> but if you were to clone, for instance, your commander, you have to choose which one stays and which ones leaves because of the legend rule, which is you can only have one copy of that legendary card if it shares the same name as the other one. You can't have two running around unless you got a Sakashima or a mirror gallery out, a spark double, which does a similar thing, or the original Sakashima, Sakashima the Imposter. There's a number of cards. Helm of the Host kind of can yep. get around it in specific instances. Yeah, but this is very powerful just because having two of the same partner, plus it gives you a color. So being able to just have two of something and the additional blue added in one of the strongest colors, this is, I think, going to be one of the ones we see the most. Because just two Vile Smashers. Well, that's pretty good. Two Timnas. Yeah. Pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two Tanas. Two, yeah. Pretty good. Two Rayhans. You get to double the counters every time something leaves. Two so. Rogrocks. Wait. Wait. I don't know if you want two Rogrocks. Yeah. One's, one's good. Rogrock is pretty cool. You're though. losing four mana when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that Sakashima, in terms of the clone world, uh, and, you know, obviously Jacob loves clones. I love clones. The deck that I played was sort of heavily based around clones on game nights. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. You paired this with Tevish Shot on game nights. Yeah. Did you say that already? Yeah. Oh, I think sorry. we said in the last episode. But if you didn't hear in this episode, I paired Sakashima with Tevish Shot to sort of get that value train going, that blue black thing. Yeah, that was a cool deck. Um, so any deck I think that has a commander with a strong enters the battlefield ability, you'd want to play this with. Yeah. So if you have a Golos deck, having a Sakashima in there is great. You get another Golos on the battlefield. Um, oh boy. Garuda Doom of Depths is a four blue, black, blue, black, six, six. When it enters the battlefield, each player mills four cards, but a creature card with an even command cost from among the mill cards on the battlefield under your control. So you can either copy Garuda to do that twice and, or because Sakashima only copies creatures you control, maybe you can do that with a card that Garudas fetches for you from mm. someone else's deck. Yorok the Desecrated, oh, if a permanent area in the battlefield causes an ability to trigger a di- twice, basically, so it's... Uh, trigger. They'll trigger three times? Four times? How does it work? 
you're going to have two Yerox out, so it's going to see both of them. So let's say you play a Enter the Battlefield draw card. It'll see both of them. It's going to trigger twice. So it's one, two, three, four. Trigger ability of permanent you control to trigger. That triggers an additional time. It'll be each Yerox sees it once. So the thing is going to double with first Yerox and double with the second. No, you'll get three. One additional time, then one more additional time, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you so get three, three total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But both of them see it. So yeah. one, two, three, yeah. There's a lot of math going on. <laughs> um, if you play Felidar Guardian, you just get to have infinite enter the battlefields because Felidar Guardian comes oh, in and so. exiles Sakashima. Sakashima comes back and bounces that. And you're like, woo, this is not that exciting. I mean, I already <laughs> played the regular Sakashima, which is a little harder to cast and doesn't have this legendary rule thing yeah. in, in quite a few decks just because it is very useful to be able to copy your commander because your commander is usually the strategy your whole deck's built around. So in the 99, Sakashima is just going to be good in a ton of decks. Yeah. Um, I also thought if you were playing, let's say you're in a green-white deck, if you played Archon of Valor's Reach, then Sakashima is a card that loves to copy this because Archon is a 5-6 that the only thing that is important is as Archon enters the battlefield, choose Artifact and Shaman, Instant Sorcery, or Planeswalker. Players can't cast spells of the chosen uh, type. Shut off two things. So you can shut off type? two things. Yeah, Sanctum Prelate is similar, which it shuts off a non-creature spell with converted man cost equal to a chosen number. So you can so. say uh, no fours and fives or whatever? Yeah. Another really interesting thing I thought about is there are a lot of legendary permanents that aren't creatures but you can turn permanents into creatures really easily like artifacts lands uh enchantments there are lots of ways to do that so you could have sakashima copy a god pharaoh statue if you, you like, turn into a, turn creature, into a creature interesting the great henge could get copied into oh another boy. creature uh gaia's cradle oh could get boy. copied right you could just play like come all and make guys cradle into a land and then sakashima copy it so you have oh. two guys cradle. although at that point maybe it's a little overkill because you're probably gaining enough mana off of one it's probably better to just copy Kamal. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay fine but the option exists right okay so this is a fun one if you bear this with Krark the thumbless oh boy so <laughs> do you want to read Krark there's a lot of text here okay Krark the thumbless I'm gonna read off the actual card it's one in a red for two two goblin wizard legendary whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell flip a coin if you lose the flip return that spell to its owner's hand if you win the flip copy that spell you may choose new targets for the copy so if you have two Krarks out now you have a 25% chance that you're going to double the copy, right? Because you're going to win-win. You have a 50% chance that you're going to... Wait, 25% chance that you're going to triple right. it. Yeah, yeah. well, because you... So you have two Krarks out. You cast an instant sorcery spell and you're going right. to flip a coin. So, so 25% chance you win both flips you and win get both two flips extra copies. You get two extra copies, yeah, yeah okay. for the double copy. And then you have a 50% chance for a single spell and then it gets bounced back to your hand because that's half Which may be better... Right, because you get one you in both. You keep it in right? your hand, yeah. Yeah, and you get it. <laughs> and then you have a 25% chance where you unfortunately just lose the both flips and you return the spell to your owner's hand. Okay. So that's kind of cool. You know, you could play a blue-red spells matters deck. Sakashima is just going to give you more Krark triggers. Um, if you play this with Kodama of the oh, East boy. Tree, which we talked about when we talked about Kodama, now you're... I don't want to explain how, but I'm, there's just like now a, another... You're going infinite with to go. almost anything because, yeah, you're getting... Every time you play something, you're putting two things out. Two things, things out in, are, yeah. And then, yeah. And then now you're... And you're already two. in Simic. So you already were broken. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sakashima obviously works great with... Oh, even Modrotha as well. Like You can play, play two, two things. things. Oh, I agree, two enchantments. Yeah. Two so, yeah. And even if Modrotha... If this dies and you have Modrotha out, you can cast Sakashima from your graveyard. So I think Sakashima is just a great card. Mirror Gallery is a... You know, a lot of times clones aren't great in the Legendary Matters types decks. Yeah. So now Sakashima sort of opens that up a little bit more and gives you more... Uh, for you know, If you're going to run one Spark Double... Then you're going to play Sakashima too, probably. All right. 
we're on the last partner of all the partners. We have talked about all of them. Oh, except one. Uh, I'll, I'll address that after that. Oh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's Siani, Eye of the Storm. This is the last blue partner. Three and a blue for a three-two flying Jin monk. Whenever Siani attacks, you scry X where X is the number of attacking creatures with flying. So this flying tribal, we've seen that this is the blue-white archetype for draft for commander legends yeah Inias is a card in jumpstart that is sort of hearkening in that direction we've seen this actually grow quite a bit recently um it's not terribly exciting again it's a four mana commander here and it needs to attack to be able to give you that scry trigger so. it's just scry it's not draw cards um obviously good with elegith elegith yeah crossroads Otter. you will draw instead of scrying which is good yeah um yeah. In general, you have your flying reduction mana cost cards, Warden of Evos Isle. You have Skycat Sovereign, which cares about flying creatures. Uh, Favorable Winds is an anthem effect for flyers. Don't sleep on Thieving Skydiver. Who's sleeping uh, on that card? That card's crazy. Uh, I, you know, I think it, when I looked at it online, there's lots of copies available. Now is the perfect time to pick this card up. One this card's in going in like every blue deck. Yeah. If you can play it, you should, I think. Yeah. One in the blue for a 2-1 with kicker X. X can't be zero. Flying one that enters the battlefield. If it was kicked, gain control of target artifact with converted mana cost X or less. If it's the equipment, you attach it to Thieving Skydiver. So for three mana, you can steal a soul ring. That's, it's so good. It's that's DAC fade and levels powerful of good, but mono blue. Yeah, it's just, this thing is just wreaking havoc. It's very often three mana soul ring or mana crypt or four yeah. mana steal a signet. It's brutal. It is pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it puts you ahead, especially if you're playing blue-white with not that many options to ramp with. And it's flying, so it's good in the flying matters decks. Yep. Uh, in terms of the new partners, obviously Elegeth works well with this. Radiant Sarah Archangel cares about flying creatures. Uh, and then the old partners, I think Timna is probably your best choice because you just have a lot of extra things to fly. And you would be adding in Siani adding blue, yeah. just to add blue and make it uh, Esper. Okay, so that's going to do it for all the blue partner commanders. We have now covered all of the partner commanders from the set. Actually, that's technically not true. Yeah, so there's we one that, in a second. that yeah. is a draft special. So there's one more partner commander. It's called the Prismatic Piper. It's five colorless mana or five generic mana for a 3-3 three, three shapeshifter. It says, if the Prismatic Piper is your commander, choose a color before the game begins. The Prismatic Piper is the chosen color and it has partner. This is not a card we're probably ever going to play seriously in Commander. Like, you can play it, obviously. If you want to power down your deck almost. Right? Yeah, but yeah. you could replace it with any of the other partners that are in the color you want. And at least they will give you an ability, whereas Prismatic Piper won't. Prismatic Piper is there to just save people in the draft so they can always at least get the colors they need for the draft they deck they they uh, they drafted. I think you the actually they get a Prismatic Piper in every pack. In I every think. pack. Or at the end of the draft, you're allowed to just have one just so that you don't have the feel bad of like, oh, I can't play my color. You'll always have a Prismatic Piper. Uh, they don't want to... I think you can always even get two just to get the two right. colors you need. Oh, right, because it's draft. You can have two of the same card, yeah. Yeah, they don't want you to have drafted at the end of the draft. You can't even build a legal deck. So that's really why this is here. This this is not here for Commander at all. Yeah, unless you have like Shapeshifter <clears throat> Tribal or something. But this could also be sort of a jokey card if you're like, hey, I want to just add blue to this deck, but I didn't want to go in any of the specific direction you could play but you might as well just piper. play the familiar or whatever you may as well protect your yeah, commander there's a lot of different things you could do um but prismatic piper is here mostly for one awesome set mckinnon art and yeah. two the draft format
<laughs> Bradley Rose will probably like put it in a deck and make me guess like why it's in there. Ooh, that's what's gonna nice, happen, or nice. he's gonna have it as the commander. And it's that's, Piper that's, themed. That's use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To the listeners, what do you think about the blue partners from Commander Legends? Which one are you most excited about? Who who would you pair it with? What uh, cool synergies or interactions do you see maybe that we missed uh, about any of these cards? Again. This is not meant to be like an exhaustive, we covered all the bases on every single uh, one of these partners. It's more of just like a spark of inspiration for everybody out there. So if you have cool ideas, put it in the comments because that's more sparks of inspiration for other people. Yeah, I especially want to hear about the players that are going to sort of use these very specific themed ones about flying or pirates or whatever and how you're going to take that. Because I think Commander overall, if I had to talk about these partners, I'm very pleased with what has been done here. I think it allows so many more doors to be opened and a lot more flexibility in deck design that doesn't sort of narrow you into green blue pure value train world we don't have to we don't have to worry about kinnons you know and all that yeah i would say i was a little worried when i heard there were so many partner commanders because they they're dangerous right the design space easy to break but i think they did a pretty good job and there's a lot of interesting stuff and it doesn't feel like there's a ton of like super broken ones so i think they did a really good job here with the partners overall yeah the real cards that are the ones that we have our concerns about aren't actually aren't commanders commanders yeah they're not commanders at all yeah they're the jeweled lotus and opposition agent whole breacher type stuff all right if you want to pick up any of these cards or all these cards or booster boxes where you can randomly get some of these cards, <laughs> go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That's our affiliate link. When you use it, you are supporting the command zone podcast, game nights, extra turns, the round table, everything we do, you're getting the magic cards. You just remember we have to shoot a round table yeah, pretty like, soon. Oh, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you will have already seen the round table, but for us, we're going to shoot it later this week. Yeah. Um, anyway, If you use our affiliate link, you really are supporting our content big time. And it's really easy for you to do because you're going to buy the magic cards anyway. Just type in the right words before you do that. And then you're helping the videos that you enjoy continue to come out. Yeah, and uh, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. It's just going like to the regular website. But like Josh said, you're just typing a couple extra words in and boom, that's it. Of course, also Ultra Pro, once you get those cards, protect those cards. Once you protect those cards, play those cards on the play mat. Or in the deck box. If you're traveling with those cards, maybe over the holiday season, please be very safe. But there's no better way to do it than making sure that your cards are yours and your surfaces are yours as well for sanitation. So having a play mat that you know is yours that you can wash as well after you take it to an event or play it at a friend's house. Really handy stuff. Ultra Pro makes all that stuff for you, especially during this holiday season. It's going to be really important to make sure that the things that you're bringing or shipping or whatever are making it safe and sound to their destination. I don't know about you, um, but when I travel, I haven't traveled in a while, obviously, because yeah. of the pandemic, but when I used to travel more, um, I would actually choose which decks I'm bringing sort of based on what deck box they're in very often, ah. because it's like this satin tower I know is going to keep this safe. Whereas like, yeah, this is a cool looking deck box. I bought it sometime, but it's a little bit flimsier and I don't want that to get jostled around and yeah. break and my cards go everywhere and I, you know, they get bent or whatever. So it's very important to have good deck boxes when you're traveling and satin towers from, uh, old they are some the of best, the best yeah. like travel deck boxes. Not to mention some of the most affordable as well. And that's really important because for some of us that need to buy five to 10 of them or whatever, it's practical. They have the same size. The dice, they're all the same size. Yeah. So a lot of that is really important. All right. No end step today because we are doing too many episodes. But big thanks to our editing, graphics, and logistics team, which is Craig Lanchette, Manson Lung, Ash- Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Jake Boss, Josh Murphy, Alfred Estaca, Patrick Non, Sam Waldo, Arthur Meadowcroft, and Jordan Pridgen. Wow. You almost did that in one full breath. Whew. <laughs> 
And big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Cards animations that live behind us on set, as well as start our show on our YouTube channel. You can find him at Living Cards MTG. I guess the end step is gone, but you know what? In oh. the meantime, go watch The Queen's Gambit. There's there's an end step for you. Wait, we could save it and use it when we're actually going to do an end we'll step. We'll talk more about it later. I have been watching it, but I'm not quite done, so we'll, let's save it until I finish it. Perfect. There okay. you go. Exactly. All right, everybody. It's your end step, John. <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.